is looking to go to war. Everybody else is looking to kill them. Everybody else is looking to take. Most people in this world just want to get by. They want to be healthy. They want to have children and have those children be happy. And they want to get through the day. They want to get through the fucking day. They are led by people who are profiting off of the drama. And well, that's I, the real can problem. Can I say one thing? This is why this podcast is so important and not to be melodramatic is to go back to the, the, the success of this podcast and the success of Vice and all this stuff is that it's because all of the other shit out there is bullshit. This is the whole thing is what happens in mainstream media and and the news cycle is crap. And what's happening here, and the reason why you have so many people listening to you and, and supporting you, and the reason why Vice is growing so rapidly, is because we're just regular dudes. We're regular guys. Just like you know, we like we like MMA. We like fighting. We like having a few drinks. With you're, our... you're you. And yeah. And you go out there in the world and you say, "Hold on a second. Where's the fucking rationality? Here? Yeah. Why do these fuckers have nuclear weapons?" Why the fuck is this happening? Why are, is the fucking world sinking and we're not doing something about it? I don't understand. I'm not like – I'm not uh, a Jesus on the cross. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just going out in the world and going, holy fuck. And that's why it resonates. And when I say it's the end of the world, it's because I went to Kashmir. I went to the Indian side of Kashmir. The Indians said, if we have another Mumbai attack, we will attack Pakistan. Then I went to Pakistan. I was like, why are you still sending these – you're training the ISI and the military. Why are you still sending these guys into India? They've said that if you still – if you send them in again, they're going to attack you. And they're like, yes, because we're going to win. You're like, nobody's going to fucking win. You're going to nuke each other. You're all going to die. And the thing is, is I keep saying there, and it's the same thing in China. It's the same thing. Even the funny shit that we do is like it's the absurdity of the modern condition. It's the world has become insane. And I'm saying, where are all the adults, eh? But where's the rationality? Where's just like two couple regular guys? And and by the way, we're just sitting here in a in a in a in a, in a with a beautiful oak table, having a few drinks <laughs> day in the one. middle of nowhere in day First one. First day ever, day one. And so studio. many people are resonating with us. And we're just two dudes talking. Yeah. But the thing is, is so many people, you know, resonate, resonate, resonate. Why? Because everyone's just coming out of the pond, going, "Hold on a second, hold on a second. What the fuck's going on?" What the fuck? We're all rational people. We're all smart people. We all have the internet. We fucking see all this shit's going on. What the fuck's going on? And I think that the answers are terrifying because you know what? Nobody has an answer. Oh, well, it's just this, 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 and this. It's not really going to happen because it's that. And, you know, it's just this guy doing you that. You sound like Brian Callen. <laughs> <laughs> but, Pitching but, for Fox News. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's not true. Like there Actually, is- the New York Times has refuted that. Uh, what? Yeah, but it's not true. Like, there is no rationality. The answer is more terrifying than the question, well, which the, is, why aren't they yeah. fucking, why do they have nukes? Because we gave them. Because we're crazy. Because we're crazy. Because there's sold, no rationality. They had money. They needed nukes. We had nukes. Correct. We needed money. Boom. Chaka-laka. Boom. Correct. You know what the st- scary real, the real scary story is? Canada had this thing, the Candu reactor, the fail-safe reactor, the most safe reactor on Earth, fucking beautiful reactor. The Titanic of and, reactors. And, and Canada is like, oh, we're the largest donator of foreign aid. I'm Canadian, by the way. I love Canada. And we're the Canada. largest foreign aid. Almost like Canada. Foreign <laughs> donators of foreign aid. And then we gave the, the reactors to Pakistan, and we said, now, whatever you do, don't do anything bad with it. And they said, oh, of course not. And you're sitting there going, what the fuck? What the fuck uh, were you fucking thinking, Canada? Giving them fucking reactors. What the uh, fuck were you thinking? That's so silly. The reactor thing is a, f- a real freak out 
to me, and I, I talk about it in my act. Like, do you think? I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. By the way, what are you talking about? I don't know. Here, what's the matter? Oh, you want a cigarette? Shut yeah. it! Oh, Shut sorry. it! I'm not supposed to say that shit. I didn't know. I didn't know what you were saying. I didn't know that was a bad thing. Does somebody want not want you to indulge? Let's be real here. I don't know. Come, come on, Shane Smith. You know I love you like a brother. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Who doesn't want you to indulge? You got an issue, Mrs. Mrs. Shane Smith? <laughs> this perhaps doesn't want hubby to die of cancer or bullets. This cigarettes is the last thing she should worry about. This dude's going to the Congo in his underwear, all right? <laughs> you sh- we can talk about the you, Congo. You should worry. Have you gone? Did you go to the Congo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's where I draw the line. I've been to Goma, and it's uh, right now it's 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 going fucking crazy. The only way I would go to the Congo is if someone absolutely showed me. For we're going sure, to find the apes. I could see one of those apes. Yeah, those giant. We're we're still working on. It. <laughs> it's we're a real animal, bro. It's the a thing, real animal. That's, is, that's something you don't have. That's not like a Sasquatch at you. Did I ever tell you about the David Cho and the dinosaurs? Yes, I watched that episode. Right. He went. They believe there's a brontosaurus in the yeah, Congo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, there's alligators. Yeah. Okay. We ha- we need to wrap our heads around the idea that alligators fucking survived. Sure. The, the I thing want that alligator killed the blood. You know, I'm reading this Chris Ryan book, um, uh, Sex at Dawn. Fascinating, fascinating book. And uh, he talks about the name Yucatan, mm. and that what what the name came from is. The one of the uh, American or one of the uh, Christopher Columbus's uh, settlers. You don't have to worry about where you blow that. I grew up in comedy clubs and pool halls. Let that shit go. Don't worry about it. He uh, he asked them, "What is the name of your land?" And the the guy said something like, "You know, in you know whatever the Mayan tongue is." And so they said, "Yucatan." Okay, Yucatan. That was like as close to. Turns out, when scholars reviewed what the actual original word was, because I guess they wrote it down somewhere, it it means in Mayan, "I don't understand you." So when people go down to Cancun and they go get their freak on for right. spring break, they're, they're in the I Don't Understand You Peninsula. Well, Christopher it, Ryan, that's bad motherfucker. Like, it's like book. when they went to India, they said, what, where are we? And they're like, Mumbai. And they're like, Bombay. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Well, where are you? Beijing. Peking. Love it. Well, like Greece. They don't call themselves Greece, right? Don't they Halas. have another name? Yeah, Halas. There's a couple different countries like that. Japan is yeah. Nippon. Yeah. yeah they have, well, that's another place where we just shot Greece. Holy fuck. Yeah, Greece is completely insolvent. Is that the case? Well, <clears throat> it is. And, and, you know, so we just shot the riots in Greece, France, uh, Spain, uh, Italy, and actually the rise of the neo Nazis in Germany. But oh, the, Jesus. But they're this, back? They're back. Don't they're, call it a comeback. <laughs> they're, How they're, could you get fucking Nazis again in Germany? Really, Germans? Yeah. Really, folks? Come on. You got the internet. You got 4G, you motherfuckers. Actually, what's... what's Faster internet than us. Do they, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Than us, yeah. No, no, this, yeah. Are I, we online at all? Uh, well, I, I found out that you probably have DSL, mm-hmm. and which is like the worst internet in the world. Right. And uh, so I put it down to like mobile bandwidth style. So right. like it's such a low... Uh, Right. Family, so. But is it working? It's barely. Okay. You're a technological genius. Well, he's a bad motherfucker, and without him, I'd be lost. And he has, great, he, has great, he has great T-shirts, and I want one. And he has yeah. a gr- great taste in women. So he's, <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker, that Brian Redman. Um, yeah, so uh, do you, you mean, look, man, I love you. But I every time you. we get together, we start talking doom and gloom, and I fucking shit my pants. Nice. And I want to believe 
that there's a way out of this. I want to believe uh, that, they, that there is. I know that there I've is. changed and, and, as and a human being. There is, and I've got to say this. I've got to say this because um, it's up to guys like you, guys like me, and guys like everyone listening to this podcast to say we have the power. Dude, that's a lot of responsibility. We have. I want to get power. high and watch The Hobbit. <laughs> However, you want to get high and watch the, the Hobbit. However, I'm going to say this uh, publicly and online. Um, Joe Rogan, who's a famous dude who does UFC and TV shows and comics, uh, comic genius, all this stuff. He does a podcast. You know, pays for a fucking studio, pays for oak tables, pays for state of the art equipment, all this stuff to do a podcast. To tell the fucking truth. And by the way, that's fucking admirable. And by the way, everybody out there who has a camera, who has an iPhone, who has a fucking YouTube connection, everyone can do it and everyone should do it because it's time to start fucking changing shit because you know what? Shit is fucked up. They are doing it. And that's the beautiful that's thing. That's the there's, beautiful there's, thing. There's, there's a bunch of people that we've uh, introduced via this podcast, like Daniele Bolelli and uh, the guys from London Real who came down oh, and did my podcast. Yeah. And they, they, those guys are really popular now. They're, their podcasts are popular. And yeah. it's, it's instead of you going through this traditional system of it not being about the, the value of your contribution, yeah. but rather being about like who's hot and who's not and who's it and who's like fucking dating who yeah. and all the nonsense that we get roped up in as primates, yeah. as social primates. And to instead say, the fuck that, man. But I would like to say to everyone who's listening to this, Joe Rogan, Redman over there, is fucking the technological genius. You guys are doing something that is purely democratic, that is incredibly fucking important, incredibly useful. It's the reason why every time I come to L.A. I do this. Because you guys are, are giving guys like me and everybody else a fucking platform to say, hey, by the way, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. What I want to say, is, <laughs> Too late. What, but hold on. What I want to do is say, this shit is happening. It's real, and people should know about it, and we can do shit about it. Yes. And by the way, it's not just us here in America. People in India can do shit about it. People in Pakistan can do shit about it. And by the way, youth are fucking pissed off. They're upset. The fo politicians have failed them. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. And what we're trying to do is bring back journalism in the sense that journalism is saying this shit is fucked up, and we collectively have to solve it. Otherwise, you have kids, I have kids. Our kids are going to be fucked. Yeah. I, I run through these various scenarios in my head about the future of humanity. And the only thing that gives me hope is the, the access to ideas and information that are available today. Just right. for me, what I know about me. I, you know, With a phone, I can pretty much answer almost any question I have about anything in the world in within a couple of hours of sitting there and reading shit. All you need is a goddamn phone. But you're a guy that doesn't have to do this. You don't have to take your time out. You don't have to pay all this money to, to set this up. Well, it's not that much money. Well, okay. It's Anyways. fairly reasonable. In it's terms hard, of and it's money, and it's time of your day, and you're setting up this shit. And by the way, more people should be doing it. And more people should be doing shit because I don't even think bad. about it that way. I mean, the the way I think about it is, first of all, we were doing it at my house, and then we were doing it at Brian's place that he set up, Desquad Studios in uh, the Ice House. And uh, I thought about it. I was like, why am I doing my shit at my house? Like, let's let's take this to the next level. It's so I was inspired by like Brian putting together this crazy studio and us using it for, you know, how long have we been there, Brian? Uh, it was a year anniversary last month. And Bob Fisher, you beautiful motherfucker, you. 
the guy who owns that place is just such a sweetie. They're all sweeties there. The waitresses are fun. sweeties. But look Everybody's at what you, nice. But look at what you built out of it. And I've got to say, everybody out there should take this as an example because everybody can do shit. Yeah. And, and by the way, you're doing shit. You don't have to do shit. You're doing shit. See, that's where it gets – that's where I want to sort of straighten – I don't think that I, it's not like I don't have to. There's no there's no motivation to do this other than joy, other than fun, other than the fact that I ha- I love talking to guys like you. Like how how else would I organize a three hour conversation with you and I? Right. Like the only way to make it enticing is right. I have to fucking broadcast it <laughs> online to get to meet someone yeah. like you. Like tomorrow we're doing that uh, John McAfee, mm-hmm. the the guy, mm-hmm. the virus yeah. guy yeah. who yeah. is you know in Belize sure. on the run yeah we're doing that guy like, i couldn't get to talk to that guy in real life but, why would he talk to me but well, you tell yeah. more truth here on your podcast than msnbc and fox put together and i've got to say that's the future of journalism that it's 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 people regular people like you and me who actually give a shit and who have actually learned stuff and because of, you go around the world and you see shit i go around the world and i see shit we see this stuff and we go hey this is ridiculous. Yeah, change is incredibly difficult. It's yeah. incredibly difficult for people to change. It's incredibly difficult for systems of government or systems, sure. monetary systems, to change. Change is incredibly hard and resisted tooth and claw. And the, the people that are involved in MSNBC and CNN and all these people that perpetrate all this nonsense journalism, nonsense. I don't fault them. I don't right. because. As a guy who's been – this is my position. As a guy who's been in the system of television before, Mm -hmm. I've been on two different TV shows. I was on a sitcom for Mm -hmm. five years, and then I was on Fear Factor for six years. I Mm kind of see – I got a pretty good view of the whole system of creating things and the network run. It's insurmountable. It either has to collapse or be absorbed by the internet. Those are the only options. But it, as it stands, is bureaucratic. There's too many people involved. Too much decision making. It's not. It's too diff. It's too expensive and difficult to put together a fucking sitcom. But if you, so but hold on. If you good. look, if you look at your audience and you look at what you're doing, and and other people like you are doing, you have millions and millions of followers. And I, I would say this. I would say, look, you have as many. And by the way, more. Um, you have an audience that's actually willing to do shit and willing to participate, and, and they, you know, they tweet and they and they and they Facebook and, and you know get on the socials. And I would say this is like if you look at Fox, which is aging at sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Those people are dying and going to die out. This is the future. And and what you're doing is you're saying I'm going to put my flag in the sand, and I'm going to say you know what I'm going to. You've been in TV, you've been successful. You're still on TV. You're still successful. You're killing it. And but yet still, you'll take your time out of your day to come here and say, "We're going to try. We're going to do some funny stuff. We're going to do some regular stuff. We're going to do this and that. But we're going to try to fucking at least say, hey, this is what's going on with McAfee. This is what's going on in Pakistan. This is what's going on. Whatever. You have me on. You have other people on. And I got to say, look, that is the future of journalism because that is the only way today that we're going to get to the truth. And I, I, I look, I, I agree with everything you just said. And the reason why I do it is because people like you are out there. The reason why I'm so committed to doing a podcast like this and the reason why Brian and I are committed to keeping them free is we, we, we benefit from it 
just as much as everyone else does. We benefit from it from our own conversations. I mean, Brian and I were just talking about simulation theory today. You know, it's, and it's because it's brought up by so many brilliant people on the podcast that, you know, we, we've had these, like, freaky discussions about it. It's a, this podcast has been an incredible fucking thing. Like, right. I can't ever take uh, – not only can I – I don't feel like I can take any responsibility for it. I can't take any accolades for it because all it is is uh, is it's it's really I'm just uh, I feel like completely like a conduit mm. and I feel like if I can tune into guys like you or I had Les Stroud on last year last week Survivor Man you know and I've had uh, uh, Alex Gray the the, the brilliant visionary yep. artist on yep. if I can get a forum where these people can talk through the internet and reach all these other people like I who else has that opportunity and also, if you had it you would do it if anybody else how did they would do it if you're thinking in your right mind and you had a million people that were paying attention or whatever the fuck it is now and you knew some shit you'd want to tell people some shit but, it's, but I'm allowed to say it's admirable, and you can fuck. Oh, me. listen, that's not nearly as admirable. <laughs> We're chilling here in the fucking valley. <laughs> Brian and I are in an air conditioned studio. You're out there in Mumbai, dude. But, but what, what I'd like to say is, life is good, right? Yeah. And our life has been good. And we got to kind of get out of jail free card. When I got out of college, I used to say, "I'm never going to live in a house as nice as my parents, or or drive a car as nice as my parents." And Gen X, my generation, sort of got a, a get out of jail free card, but Gen Y is going to have to pay the bill. And you know, and, and, and in, in so saying, I think it's our responsibility to say we know the fucking problems, we know what the yeah. fuck's going on, we know that this is a fucking problem, and we have to go out there and say, look, this is a problem. I don't know the solutions. Again, I'm not Jesus on the cross, but at least people, and this is why, this is what gives me hope is that people fundamentally, I believe, are good. And I also believe people are fundamentally smart and people fundamentally want to do the right thing. Well, I think people fundamentally want to be good because love feels better than hate. Yeah. Like if I have a little tiny dispute in my life, I don't know about you, but the way I feel about it, especially if like amongst my circle of friends or uh, amongst people I do business with or work with, if there's any sort of a tiny dispute, there's a ripple in my force, and I don't like it. I don't like that feeling, and I want to resolve it as lovingly and as kindly and as apologetically as I can. I always feel like that. And some people never get to a position where they really feel at peace with their place in the world and sure. how they interact with other people. They can't, whether it's because they're too in debt or they're, they're in a fucking terrible neighborhood or they, they grew up with a crazy mother. Whatever it is, you t took a bad career path, stuck in a fucking abusive job position, whatever the fuck it is that locks you into your reality, your existence – it's very difficult for people that are in a, a torturous position to look at possibilities and options sure. and to look at the possibility and options that this might not be the correct way to live life and that in reality my narrow-minded view has set me on this uh, insurmountable path of ultimate failure and there's no way to accumulate enough shit in this life if you're a temporary being yeah. there is no way so if that is the focus of your existence is accumulate but that doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy some shit doesn't mean you shouldn't, like, get a fucking Samsung Galaxy S3 and go, ooh, because all that shit's badass, too. The, the, the reality of, like, something, like, when you, when you hear people talk about I was having a conversation with someone, and they started talking about the law of attraction. Oh, it's the law of attraction. You bring it into your life. It's the law of attraction. Like, well, yeah, maybe, but maybe babies die in drive-bys, too. Like, right. what's, re what's realistic 
is let's look at this whole thing, the reality that we exist in. Let's look at this whole thing and be honest about it and say we woke up in the middle of a dream. Yeah. The, the, the American, the, wh- whoever the fuck you are, the, the Japanese man who's 50 years old who wakes up when his alarm clock goes off today and looks at this world, this world woke up in motion. Yes. And the people, there's too many of them, first of all. There's yeah. too many of them for, to ever communicate. The, no, one can, no one understands what the fuck anybody's saying. There's uh, too many different languages. There's no universal acknowledgement of our plight. And we are headed to doom. Ultimately, there's no way if we continue along a certain path that it doesn't completely explode in our face, whether it's overpopulation or whether it's pollution or nuclear disaster. There's a certain amount of stops along the way until the whole thing ends. Well, I think I agree with you. And I think that our generation, yours and mine, has come out of the pond. And we've had a good life, and I love I love this country because I came down here and built a media. I like your country better. <laughs> I know. I do. When but, the shit hits the fan, I'm moving to Canada for <laughs> fucking sure. I don't but, even care if it's Montreal. I'll deal with that snow. I'll take it to Toronto. But, I'll get a but, snowblower and a but, warm coat. But the thing is, is you sit there and you say, we came out of the pond. We realize this shit is happening. Yes, we want to live a good life. The, I want sh- shit to get better precisely because I've had such a good life. And I'm yeah. not a doom and gloom guy. No. I'm a party guy. I like to drink. I like to travel. I like to eat. I like to do stuff. I like to learn. I like to go to all these different places. The reason why I'm like, hey, hold on. These guys want to nuke each other. Or, hey, hold on. The world is sinking. Or, hey, hold on. This shit's happening. It's going to fuck everybody up. Is because I like my life. Is because I like guys like you. Is because I like where we've gotten to to date. The problem with it is, is that you sit there and you say, okay, I don't want the next generation to not have that, to not be able to go outside, swim in a river, go fishing, do all that stuff. And and right now we're at we're at literally the sort of breaking point. We're at that infection point of of we are we can fix it, we can solve it. We're smart, we're good. People want to do it. And if you you know follow this, uh, I'm sure you do. The people who follow you, and, and 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 if you look at what they say on Twitter and you look at what they say on Facebook, people are fucking angry and they're down and they're happy they're and not they want to do stuff. They're not represented. They're not represented. And the thing is, they're is what's, what's happening, especially global, let alone in this country, but what's happening globally is that the people with the power are disenfranchised because the systems that are in place are set up as such that they can't be represented. So what this is, is this is true grassroots democracy. And by the way, I hope to God it continues and gets bigger and bigger. And I was making a joke earlier. This is the first podcast from here. And I'm like, I'm going to look back 20 years from now and say, this was the first podcast that changed the world. Because this is the root of journalism, which is the root of democracy. Well, I think that the people that are in the position of power that are doing these horrible things, we really need to figure out how to heal those motherfuckers. I think we have to figure out how to get them the fuck out. You got to get them the fuck out. You you have to get them the fuck out. We got to discourage that type of behavior in the future. I I mean, if you want to be a real hippie and 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 a... a total idealist, you would say that there's got to be a way that almost everybody can change, and that these people that are in this positions, these positions of power, that are looking at things like war and economic 
attacks on countries or embargoes or all these different various things that people do that really can cause unbelievable irreparable harm to communities and families and like that we we need to figure out a way to get those people to look at things differently and say your motivation is off yes. you are you your motivation is based on some and you ancient don't speak primate shit it's based on some ancient primate shit where you were running away from jaguars and you yeah. had to be the most vicious motherfucker to survive. Mm. And that stuff manifests itself today, millions of years later, in the male dominance mentality. Sure. And that mentality is not best suited for attacks against your fellow man. Exactly. And it can be conquered. It can be yeah. conquered. It can be understood. It can be understood in your mindset. You will be a happier person if you do not behave in that manner. And you won't be any happier if you get more money. There's a certain amount of money where it doesn't matter well i have i've got to say also that if you look at it and say i want real people i want people like me yes who have had a drink too many who've done yes. a few drugs who've done yes. whatever who've had a real life if you have you know guys like you know romney who's like squeaky clean and whatever i'm like i don't want a robot mm -hmm. representing me yes because i'm not a robot i'm flawed and fucked up and i've been through well, crazy he's way more shit flawed than you well, see, but the whole thing is, is I want someone who's human. Well, he's. I he, want someone who's been through shit and who smoked fucking dope yeah. when he was fucking nine years old. And you mean did you this want someone who's emerged? I he, want he, someone who knows that, what the fuck is going on. Romney could be saved with mushrooms, <laughs> mushrooms and tie hookers, and just get Romney <laughs> soapy, on a fucking soapy. island and just just give him some mushrooms and let him understand that this is this is a fucking dream, man. This is one frame in an infinite movie that goes on forever, and the only control that you have whatsoever is to enjoy it, to increase harmony, to spread and love to and people. happiness. And the thing is, as people. you were talking about. You know, talking to she-males or talking to Taliban or talking to this or that. The thing is, is if you just talk to these motherfuckers, mm -hmm. everybody has a point. Right. Everyone has a point of view. Everyone has a point. Everyone. And if you actually say, look, you know, by the way, for example, when I was in Pakistan, they were like, we are super mad that you let um, uh, the innocence of Muslims come out. Like America, you know, sponsored that, whatever. And you're like. That's you that video you're talking yeah, yeah. about? And you say, you understand that there's millions upon millions of videos uploaded every day, every fucking day on YouTube. There's no government regulation. There's no, you know, Obama's not sitting there going, ha-ha, we really got him now. And they could not believe that. They were just like, no, you guys have done this thing, and that's why we're shooting. There were people killed, and there's been, you know, violence because of this, and now there's a, a whole... Uh, you know, because a lot of the people are illiterate that the imams say, well, the, America is doing this and this is part of their policy and whatever. And you're like, this was just a bunch of fruitcakes who did a fucking thing. And all of a sudden now people are dying and there's, you know, whole militias being mobilized because of this. And at that point you're like, if people just actually fucking, you know, which, which I do, I say, look, I'm going to tell you, I live there. I do this. I have two of the most popular channels on YouTube. People just upload shit. It just fucking happens. It's not like government policy. It's not propaganda. It's not this. It's not that. They don't fucking get it. And if you just actually just said, look, dude, here's the way it is. Here's the reality of the situation, which nobody does. That's the whole fucked up thing is nobody sits there and says, this is actually what happens. This is the truth. Well, you're not saying you're incorrect. 
It's not oh, nobody. Shit. It's you. You do it, you motherfucker. Your own fucking channel does it. What are you talking about? It's there's there's guys like you. There's 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 the congressmen that are coming up, like Daniel Seaman, the congressional representative or uh, a candidate rather, who is completely honest and well read and young. There's a, there's a whole group of people that are coming up now. Right. There's a bunch of people that are broadcasting, whether it's the Young Turks or whether it's uh, you know any a number you know sure. and Alex Jones to a, a large extent. Yeah. A lot of what Alex Jones says, although absolutely ridiculed in the 1990s, shows to be true right. in 2012. I've been Alex's friend for a long fucking time, and a lot of people think he's crazy, and he's fucking crazy. That's why they think he's crazy, but he's crazy in a beautiful way, and he's right a lot of the time, and that's sort of that's sort of understood now and there's enough information now that people have their head collectively cocked sideways yes i think the whole united states is like wait a minute there's something i tweeted yesterday that uh, someone tweeted me and i retweeted it was 33 different conspiracy theories that turned out to be correct right and when you you go and look at them and you go wow okay this is just this is sort of how it's always been. So what we have to do is figure out how to get these people that are thinking this way in this crazy position of power where they, whatever group, however many, agree to do something totally immoral. And for profit, I guess, that's really the only real reason when it ever comes down sure. to it. We, we have to figure out how to reach people like that and to let them know that this is a false pattern. Your mind is locked in some nonsensical thinking that is based on the predatory instincts of animals that had to survive from fucking cougars and jaguars and bears and shit. There is a ruthlessness that's designed into the DNA to make sure yeah. that the animal procreates and that can be overcome. Yes. And that we have to understand that the only the only way to true happiness is to look at each other collectively as if it's us living another life. You look at every person you meet as if it's you living a completely different life. But also just life. just to 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 just and I agree with you 100% because it Sounds like hippie bullshit. No, no, but though. but but you look at you and you say, "Look, here's a guy, you know, UFC guy, came up taekwondo champion, you're, you're a fighting guy, you know, all this stuff. Obviously, we're two guys here sitting here we're not hippies. But what we're coming to is is saying, "Look, we came up, you know, we came up hard, we fought, we did all this stuff." And now we're realizing this shit, and we're saying, hey, you know, we've seen this. We've learned from this is why I, to go back to it is I don't want politicians representing me yeah. who don't understand this, Yeah. which is I came up hard. I came up from the streets. I learned this shit. I learned it the hard way by going to these places. And what I've realized is exactly what you said, which is unless we overcome our base desire, which is – I hate you, I'm going to fucking bomb you. We're all dead. We're all dead because now it's not a knife, it's not a gun, it's not an RPG, it's not a tank. It's a nuclear fucking warhead. Yeah. And when we start fucking trying to fucking be alpha male with a nuclear warhead, like AQ Khan, then we're fucking Where's doomed. that guy? Is he still alive? He's still alive. That motherfucker! He's still alive. Where is he? Where is he? He's in Pakistan. Jesus Christ. And he's the reason why there's the proliferation of nuclear fucking Does he have like 20 bitches around him just dancing in their underwear at all times? You'd, That's you'd what think, I would do. You'd think so. <laughs> but no. Be a fucking man with it. At least if you're going to be a Concord, be a fucking old school Conan. He has a bunch of it. ISI guys around him at all times. Because what, are, what are those guys? Those guys. So the ISI is the CIA of... Uh, Pakistan. 
and they started the Taliban, and they are the guys who are basically running Pakistan, and they are the guys who are becoming increasingly radicalized, and they're the guys who are saying we are going to bomb India. <sighs> we need to get those people all on mushrooms. That's well, what we need way. to do is just say you're not allowed. Yeah, well, that's you're not sure. allowed to to blow up the world. You cannot do it. And by the way, if we had politicians who were doing the right thing, you would go to India, you'd go to Pakistan, and say you're not allowed. Which means that we have to say Russia's not allowed, we're not allowed, nobody's allowed. Because again, to go back to it, if you're playing roulette, and double zero means the end of the fucking world, you shouldn't be playing fucking roulette. Right. Yeah, and so take that double zero off the fucking board. At least if you're playing Russian roulette, you have five chances to not get shot in the head. When, when you're playing world dominance, yeah. it's like how many opportunities do you have to start a nuclear war? Exactly. It's really it's not, not a, a question. Whole lot of it's not a question of of when. Uh, if it's a question of when. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of chambers. It's, the whole thing is fucking ridiculous because it's people locked up in this idea that somehow or another conquering makes things better yeah. and somehow or another controlling the resources makes things better. And there's, there's all these observations now from people that are uh, paying attention to what's going on in Afghanistan mm. about minerals, mm -hmm. minerals and how long they've sure. known that Afghanistan is this in, yeah. incredible deposit yeah. of mineral, minerals. Or Congo. Yeah. What's, or happening, Congo, what's yeah. happening now in the Congo is 100% due to coltan. They wouldn't be fighting. They wouldn't have all the money. They it's wouldn't have coltan. 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 And coltan is a is a rare thing that makes um, all. So your iPhone, your Samsung, your your iPad, they all need coltan uh, to actually work. And the majority of coltan uh, actually is in Congo. And so what's happened now is this this continual warfare. Um, you know, and it's, I believe, now the sixth bloodiest war in the history of humanity is all happening because of iPads, iPhones, Samsungs, all these things. We're buying them. This is the whole thing. Of we're disconnected. I mean, I grew up thinking, well, whatever happens in Africa happens in Africa. That's their problem, not my yeah. problem. And then you realize, oh, that fucking war is happening because I have an iPhone 5. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. It's sort of analogous to the human experience if you really boy that sounds gay <laughs> hippie and gay at the same time sounds we're like really having pick, a love fest trying to pick up a confused yeah. dude in the new in the new but studio the human if you if you look at the human experience and you look at where we're at right now at the highest levels and let's perceive that the highest levels are innovation and technology and that the fact that we can broadcast this with minimal cost even though it's kind of sucking right now powerful at&t the uh, why'd you get dsl i don't know man i had a fucking Who did business it? manager handle this how shit. old is this business manager uh i don't know never met him oh listen dude you, you need a young kid to do that shit I, I i got shit i need to deal with this is not <laughs> one of them you're throwing me off where was i minerals everything minerals everything else. whatever <laughs> What's is it important that I finish my sentence? I have nothing to say, ladies and gentlemen. I'm grandstanding, clearly. I'm trying to somehow or another project, project better ideas. Through whiskey. Through whiskey and marijuana. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, folks. I sound like Colin Quinn there. You've got to irrigate, the, you've got to irrigate the mind. 
Yeah, that's important. People who don't drink or have never been drunk, I don't really like you, nor do I trust you. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I trust drunks. I even trust dry drunks. I trust. You're just people. saying that because I'm here. No, no, I'm just being honest. I, I, uh, I appreciate sober people. Don't get me wrong. But if you have not at least experienced whiskey, with all the people raving about it, would you not dive in the waters at least once? How stubborn are you? You've never had a drop of alcohol. Who are you partying with, man? That's ridiculous. If your friends have kept you from a drop of alcohol, they're assholes. It's usually people that have had too many drops yes. of alcohol. It yeah. seems like everyone I know is in AA out here. Well, you know what? The issue is slightly biological, and that's something that I'm willing to admit 100%. Because I have friends that I trust dearly, like Fitzsimmons. Greg Fitzsimmons is uh, – Greg and I have been friends since we were in our early 20s. I think we met when I, I was 21, and Greg was – Probably the same age. Greg has always had he's, – he's a legit alcoholic in the, in the sense of he could have a drink today and he could be fine. But there will be a pull, a biological sure. pull that's reinforced by his relatives. It's reinforced by generations. And I have many friends that have this issue. And I do not discount it. My friend Tate Fletcher, he's a brilliant guy. And Tate has a problem with substances. He cannot, you know, he's like, I go, could you even like take a, like a baby hit of a joint? He goes, maybe, or I could wake up in an alleyway naked and not right. know what the fuck happened. And I'm not willing to make that jump. I'm not willing to take that chance. There's biological weirdness sure. to he people fucking get they die from peanuts. Yeah. Okay? A person can be allergic to peanuts and die. I would never discount that. But I, I think that generally speaking, there's a mentality of non chance taking, boring bullshit that comes with the I've never had a drink people. There's a few examples that are contrary, like Pendulette, who's never had a drop of Alcohol. He's, the only time he's ever had any sort of medication is when he's been injured after surgery, like a, some sort of a painkiller. But he's a brilliant guy, and I love mm. talking to him. He's one of the rare examples. Mm. Most people that have never been fucked up, you never, you never tried to get laid when it was preposterous. You've never tried to pick up a girl where there's no way medically you can get an erection. Right. <laughs> if you're, if you've never been 21 years old and thrown up in the backseat of a cab, who are you? Right. Who are you, and who do you party with? But I also think that it's, <clears throat> again, to go back to the, the people we're talking to, is it's a way to sort of distance yourself from all the norms right. and, and to say, I'm going to question what the fuck's going on. I think and maybe some conspiracy theories are not true, and maybe some are true, but at least we have to question them. Oh, for sure there's a lot that aren't true. But I mean, for sure there's not. But we have to question them. Yes. And that's the whole thing. We have to question shit. That's our. That's what we are as humans. We have to fucking question shit, and we also have to say, how do we get better? It's just a funny thing to say, but I'm not endorsing alcohol consumption. But there's a certain humility that comes from being an educated drunk. <laughs> where you step back and kind of, you know, you just realize, like, look, this is all fun. You know, like Tony Bourdain. You know Anthony Bourdain? Sure. Uh, yeah. I've had the pleasure of having him on the podcast. He's a guy just like you, a yeah. regular dude. You talk to him. But there's a certain, like, having a drink with you, having a drink with him, having a drink with anyone who's just a real guy, anyone yeah. who's – where where there's a moment that comes where you've had a couple of drinks where you look at each other and you go, ah, we're fucked, huh? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? It's crazy. But he's but, a perfect example of a dude who yes. had a cooking show uh -huh. on the travel. 
channel. Well, before that, he's a chef. Yeah, he was a who chef. Who wrote a book. But, yeah. And the book Kitchen is so, confidential. so it told honest the truth. and crazy. It told the truth yeah. about what the hell happens in restaurants. Exactly. But he had a, he had a cooking show on, on a travel channel, Nothing and Nothing. And he turned it into a political statement. And he turned it into trying to tell the truth. And he turned it into, we're going to eat some food. But what the fuck is really going on Yes. with real people? Yes. And I think, again, he, there's a lot, there's a whole movement. There's you, there's him, there's me, there's, but there's like, you know, hundreds millions of Millions of yeah. us. There's millions of exactly. us. They're just All finding their voices. The just now, because yeah. of technology. And I think that, you know, him, and I believe he built the Travel Channel on his... What about Bert Kreischer? How do you feel about Bert? <laughs> Bert, Bert, Bert com. <laughs> well, just to finish with with Anthony Bernay, <laughs> I would say that that right, guy Bert. that guy went out into the world and and talked about shit that you should talk about on a channel that would never talk about that shit otherwise. And a channel, by the way, that's very conservative. Owned by Scripps. Yeah. Which is the by most who? conservative Scripps. Scripps. Yeah, so travel channels owned by Is that like prescriptions. No, it's like S C R I P P S. It's a very Christian fundamentalist, and he takes a lot of heat, and he gets a lot of shit, and they tell him not to do stuff, and he says, "Fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway," because he wants to fucking tell the truth, and I got to give it up to him. He has a lot of fucking courage. In their defense, in their defense, I I do understand that the Travel Channel has started to try to uh, reevaluate their position right. and maybe reach out because I heard they're interested in Ari Shafir right. because the, some of their executives saw him kill at the DC Improv, right. and so they decided. But Burdain, look Burdain, out. like, look, he sc- opened the door. Oh no, Scripps no, no. is super, super Listen. conservative, super Christian. Their poster child is a dude who goes out in the world and says, "We'll eat some food, we'll cook some shit." But I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about what's going you on. You know what he did? He he said, I'm going to show you some cool shit. Yeah. I'm going to show you some cool music. I'm going to show you some cool bands. And I'm gonna people are going to talk about guy. And people are going to talk about what's yes. really going on. And people are going to, by the way, watch the Travel Channel. Okay? Yeah. I, Bert Kreischer, I love him to death. I would totally watch any show that he's on. But I never watched the Travel Channel before Anthony Bourdain was never. on. I never even thought about watching never. it. I don't know how I even tuned into his show. I suspect that I was just channel surfing. Yeah. I was just flipping through channels, and all of a sudden, there's this guy who's talking about Vietnam and how yeah. much he loves Vietnam. Yeah. And I remember going, who is this crazy fuck? Yeah. Oh, Vietnam. Saudi Arabia, yeah. Liberia. He's eating camels, yeah. and he's loving it. Yeah. And But most importantly, he approaches the whole thing with this this really palpable feeling of humility and honesty and you know, pie-eyed drunkenness on yeah. occasion. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's not just admirable. It's, it's enticing. It's sure. attractive. It pulls me. You know, it's like your shows, all of your shows, man. I found out about Vice because of the, uh, the Heinmo ex- uh, episode, mm-hmm. the guy who lives in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Where, where does he live? He's like northeast Alaska or yeah. something like that? Yeah. He lives in the most remote uh, part of the, of the world. He's the, he lives, he's the most remote human being in the world. There's, um, uh, I have a message board on my website, and the message board is before Twitter. It's been around since like 1998. Mm. My, my friend Andrew started the message board, and it's been this incredible like magnet for fucking mm. weirdos <laughs> and a lot of cool people. But what's, what's been really fascinating that Twitter has sort of surpassed it in a way just yeah. because of the sheer access, but what my message board became was this, this strange 
area where cool shit would be drawn to. Hmm. So uh, they would post these things, these threads about shit hmm. you would never find out on your own. Just hmm. the average person who's not connected to community, hmm. you're never going to find it. What do you, what do you, why would you even look at Vice.com? Sure. Why would you, what would you be Googling that would connect you to yeah. the series? Someone put up this uh, this link to this video, and I watched this guy that's got frozen caribou hanging from yeah. a fucking tree, and he's sawing them and cooking them. And your guys that were there who were just blown away by this yeah. experience of hanging out with this dude who lives in a 100-foot square shack yeah. in the fucking most hostile environment known yeah. to man. Yeah. And to see that he was not – not only was he not a loon mm. – but that he was cut. There was no narration. He, it, the narration was just sort of describing how they got there and what sure, was going yeah, on. Yeah. But it was never. It was never any judgment yeah. on people or the scenario. And w what I found really fascinating about it, I was like, you got to know a guy with all the. And Heinmo has lived here for right, sixty-five yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. He's content yeah. wandering the frozen countryside, yeah. hoping to spot a caribou. Yeah. Is he happy? Yeah. Only Heinmo truly knows. Yeah. You didn't do that. You, you, you instead inserted intelligent people into an alternative sort of a, a situation. This sounds like we're blowing each other. No, well, we, There's a no, lot of we, people well, right now that but, are going to be online seriously. like, bro, yeah. I'm glad I didn't fucking watch this one live. Well, you no, guys but just seriously, the, the thing is, is, is it's because we practice a, a type of journalism called immersionism. Where we go, we immerse ourselves in the actual story, and we just press record. You guys changed this podcast. Uh, I want you to know that for sure, 100%. That, that episode and the subsequent episodes that I watched, all, all, all the different – you guys changed. Because I was like, this guy is uh, fucking you're, – you're, you're there. You're mm -hmm. actually there. You know, you're really – Going to right when I was making fun of kissing someone's dick, <laughs> I, I kissed his dick somewhere. What are you guys but I will, being honest. But, but I will say, talking about Twitter is after I do this podcast, you get so much response from people who give a shit, yeah, and people who are f like saying this shit, like the truth, and it blew my mind, and this and that, and whatever. And you realize, like, you know, we're guys just you know talking about shit and whatever, and. They're going, this is, I learned more on that podcast than Fox and MSNBC and fucking CNN and everybody all put together. And that's the tragedy. It's, it's great for us. It's the tragedy because we're just regular dudes going, okay, this is what the fuck is happening. I don't think it's a tragedy, man. I think it's the, 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 the normal chain of progression, and I think it's a natural, it's a natural system. And I think that you, you don't get to be you. Unless you've seen Burt Reynolds get a crazy facelift. Right. You don't get to be you until you've seen all, all the most preposterous shit that yeah. people have done. You, you don't get to be you until you read all the crazy accounts of nonsensical violence on the Internet, mm. the, the crazy revolutions in Arab Spring and all mm. over the world, and all the things you physically experience by actually being in these places where there are chaotic events that are just uncontrollable by the population it's out of hand but it doesn't mean anything 
unless people watch it. It doesn't mean anything unless there's an right. audience. It doesn't mean right. Anything but you're it. you're compelled. Like you you can't, you you can't even take credit for what you're doing because you're compelled. You're compelled by the natural order of the universe. Mm. The natural order of the universe is to move in, in in a progressive direction, in a more understanding and more comprehensive, enlightened direction. That's all of our ideas. The the idea is not to maintain the science of the 1700s. The sure. idea is to figure yeah. out how to you know how to get on Mars and create an atmosphere so we can have a new planet in case this one gets hit by an asteroid. The idea is that it consistently move forward. And I think we're just caught in the struggle of that happening. And my real hope for, for the world, like, I, I, you know, all that shit about uh, the, the people that believe that you can manifest reality, you know, yeah. the secret and yeah. the idea that, you know, your own mind and the more you focus on things – Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just the fact that you're not paying attention to what you could do positively, and that's what impacts the world. And positively, what we've got to figure out how to do is to change the mindset of all the people, in, the people that are in positions of power. Instead of fighting them and attacking sure. them, and try to understand the fact that the human animal is incredibly frustrated. Mm. We don't know what's going on. We have these fucking bodies that are exactly the same as pre-internet, pre-movies, pre-cars, pre-planes, mm. and it's all happened so quickly all around us that we haven't had the chance to really, as, as, a, as a super organism, take in all of the knowledge and distribute it in a way that where we... we, we, we govern over the consciousness of the population in a fair and ethical way that keeps everybody happy. Yeah. But I think ultimately that that is a possible scenario. For sure. It we has can, to be. It has to be. If we don't believe that, then we're really fucked. I don't think because that Because you keep saying doom and gloom. I don't think this is doom and gloom. I think this is positive. Because as long as we know what the fuck is going on, we can work towards doing something about it. The problem is, is we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Because nobody fucking told us. That's a perfect way of describing it. That's a perfect way of describing it. The, pr the real problem is that we were living in some crazy movie. We, since the 1950s, we have been locked into some sort of crazy version of the world that is in, in many ways based on fiction. Mm -hmm. And the, the real issue is whether the world or the worlds. Remember when the world of the worlds? You got to piss? No. You got to go? No, no. What are you doing with your head? I'm going to go get a drink, but oh, I, didn't, okay, I okay. didn't want you don't to say that. It. The War of the Worlds freaked fucking people out. If you don't know what it is, Orson Welles in, like, who knows when the fuck it was. Alex wants to get out of here, but it's not happening, bitch. Take a seat. Don't worry about your previous commitments. They're not as interesting. The, the War of the Worlds was the first time where human beings were able to be tricked into thinking by Orson Welles that there was a, an attack by alien beings. Like, people freaked out. And it's really difficult to discern how much of it is bullshit, how, how much of it actually happened because they say there were suicides. Who knows what the actual statistics were? You know, we're talking about 
the 1930s or whatever the fuck it was. But the, the reality was, is that human beings were not prepared for the information that was coming at them. They weren't prepared. That wasn't a, that wasn't a, a regular part of their life where they had grown accustomed to having this fakery planted on them. It's not like today with the onion. You know, like every now and then I'll retweet an article and it turns out to be like some new fake onion. Right. Like some this bunch of dudes who like, yeah. like think that the onion is cool so they create their own bullshit news story. Right. Those motherfuckers and you retweet them. But that's to be expected. The 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 the, the people that existed before the internet or before those are the people that sort of set the scenario. They set the momentum of our culture, and they did not have access sure. to the shit we have now. Yeah. The idea that we're so hung up on the, the brilliant wisdom of some people that lived in the 1700s yeah. and created the Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, was written on fucking hemp, the first draft. Right. The, the fact that we're committed to the ideology, these people that lived, they didn't have cars, man. Or 2,000 years ago. That's when religion started, and ever since then, everything else is a cult. But 2,000 yes. years ago, that's when we knew what the fuck was going on. Well, I got a joke in my act about Romney, that it's a cult when you know who wrote it. Right. You know? He's exactly. in a cult, because it's, yeah. like, we, we yeah, it's yeah. not like we have yeah. to go back to some fucking shit they found in Qumran that was written on animal skins. Mm -hmm. you know, this is like, we know the guy. He was, his name was Joseph Smith, and he was only 14. Sure. <laughs> I mean, th this is not that confusing. Like, you're a fucking cult, man. And he but found... It's a, he found the book of latter-day saints in his backyard but you know what's beautiful about the the mormon cult is that uh, what i've learned from my personal experiences is that there are certain people in this life and uh, although i don't feel it's justified to lie to people there's certain people who do get by better if they follow like at least a scaffolding sure. of morality sure some sort of some, something that lets them believe that at the very top there's a cherry and that cherry's god and he's right up there on top of the whipped cream and you just got to get to him i think you know that's the problem is that if you look at this we were talking about global warming earlier yeah. and you say okay yeah shit's fucked up the world is sinking we're not going to believe in that because of god and you're like, yeah, but you're going to die and your kids are going to die and it's going to be bad if we don't just say this is the thing that is bad, that's happening. And it's happening. No, because it's God and whatever. And they want – and I think it's this yearning to have – there's a rational being who has a plan for all of us. Well, the fact of the matter is, is we are creating our reality and we are not a rational entity. Humanity isn't rational. Humanity is irrational and complex and fucked up and weird. But at some point, somebody's got to come up and say, yeah, we're irrational and we're weird, given. But there are certain things that we do which are self-destructive, and by the way, they have to stop. For example, if you have the ability to destroy the fucking world, which is my world, you're destroying my world, Right, and you're you know halfway across the world over there. If that's even a possibility, that's no is the answer. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let that happen. So that's why I keep preaching on this stuff because when I went there and I said Bill Clinton said it's the end of the world, by the way, and he I did? went, yeah, and what I what did he say? So that when he left the the presidency, he said that is the reason why cargo war, the war between India and Pakistan, was the glimpse of the end of the world. And then he got his dick sucked by a youngin. Oh. <laughs> Holla! 
<laughs> so, so for me, that's why. So when that's I, why he takes blowjobs from interns. So if the fucking end is near. Yeah. Why not? So at least enjoy that sweet release. Eat, drink, oh, and, eat, drink, and be merry. Chubby face. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. The problem with that is, is when we went back, we realized, oh, it's fucking way worse than when he said it was the end of the world. <sighs> so hold on, hold on. The whole thing is, is though, is we can stop it. We can say, fuck it. Fuck it. We Fuck can't it. just. We just have to say there is. There, there can be no, uh, you know, intercontinental or ballistic or nuclear warheads. There can be no because what you're saying, just so everybody understands, what you're saying then is, as long as that technology is there, it will go to Iran, it will go to Pakistan, it will go to Congo, it will go to Libya, it will go because the the, the technology is there. Right, and what happens when Gaddafi now Gaddafi's gone? But what happens when Gaddafi has warheads? What happens when AQ Khan has warheads? What happens when when Iran has warheads? When Israel attacks Iran because it can't have a, a, a nuclear Iran, what's going to happen? What what will happen when they attack Iran? Everybody knows. Everybody knows what will happen when they attack Iran, and it's going to be a fucking catastrophe. However, it's nothing. It's zero compared to what's happening in India and Pakistan. Israel and Palestine is like, you know, like, I guess when you're like 20, 21, and you have that one couple that just won't fucking break up, mm. and they keep fighting, and they keep asking you for advice. You know, what do you think I should tell her, bro? What do you think I should tell her? And I'm like, I think you should fucking run. I know there's right. people now. <laughs> fucking stupid shit. Well, yeah, there's a lot of them that use that as a distraction, right? Don't they? Don't they use? Uh, aren't all conflicts ultimately some form of distraction? Because if if the the Israelis looked at the Palestinians that are suffering and these poor people that are trying to make this sort of home for themselves in this Gaza region, this very dangerous and hostile region, what if they treated them all as Israelis? What if they treated them all as just fellow humans? What if instead of lumping them into groups based on ideology and who believes what old crazy shit, what if they just looked at them as they, that could be your cousins? That, I mean, that would instantly change the whole thing. Right. The, the idea that we need to exist in a conflict scenario is the, the problem. That's the real issue. I don't agree with that. I have a neighbor. I don't even know this motherfucker. And he wanted me to chop down my trees, but he's still nice. I say hi to him when I drive by. I had a conver uh, The only conversation I've ever had with this guy was a conflict. But I don't hate the dude. Right. You know, I want him to be happy. Just don't be crazy. Leave me alone, you motherfucker. I'll give you a hug. Come here. Give me a hug. What are you, nuts? You know, come on. Let's go have a drink. You know, that's what we should treat. The whole world can approach other human beings like that. It's just we, we have to get past this ingrained scenario that we have in our head which is that war is a part of nature and nature is unsurmountable it's it is what it is you got to accept men are going to want to be philanders and you know there's going to be conquest and swords and fucking rockets but if shit. you go if you go to mexico and you see what's happening there now it's the rule of the thug if you go to pakistan it's the rule of the thug if you go to congo it's the rule of the thug why because conflict breeds lowest common denominator it breeds, I have a gun, and I'm willing to shoot it, right? And whoever, that's, those aren't high-thinking people. Those aren't yeah. people thinking, we're going to save the world. Those aren't people thinking, you know, the world is sinking. Those right. aren't people thinking we could, you know, destroy the environment by, 
by having a, a nuclear standoff. What they're thinking is, I'm going to gain power because I have a bunch of guys, you know, young guys, generally young men, with guns. If you look at what's happening in Europe right now, this is what's terrifying, is you go to Spain and you say, Spain, you know, old country, educated country, you know, EU country. 50% of young people are unemployed. So you've taken away their future. We were just shooting there. Six million people came out and fucking shut the whole country down. That's people who are pissed off, really pissed off. While you were filming there, what happened? Riots. What What were they about? Uh, well, they're about anti-austerity. So it's it's young people saying we're fucked. But, I mean, there's riots in Paris. And, I don't and know France. what austerity means. What does that mean? So, <clears throat> you know, Spain is fucked economically. Greece uh -huh. is fucked economically. What's happening there, this is what's really terrifying, is that in 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 so prolonged economic crisis so the, the recession now the last time this happened was the depression now what happened because of the depression was the rise of radical political solutions i.e. communism or fascism so now what's happened is you have the rise of the communist party in 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 greece and to counteract that you have the golden dawn which are full-on fascists who now are 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 you know fourteen percent of the government? Did you say the Golden Dawn? Golden Dawn are are, are yeah, that's what I heard. The Golden Dawn, they have they do. <laughs> do you the, just say the Golden Dawn and we'll pretend because it's ridiculous, whatever. It is. Golden Dawn. Yeah, okay. What they do, do the they do the Nazi <laughs> salute. They have the swastika <laughs> as their thing. Imagine if they had a big fucking thing on their shirt it was a big golden dick. Frothy dongs. <laughs> would it be would it be hard or would that be offensive for no. a military? It would have to be like. Well, they have the support of the military and the police, and oh. everywhere we went was anti-immigration, anti-EU, anti-this, anti-that. <sighs> and what's happening in Europe, this is what's terrifying, is because you have an economic crisis, you have the rise of communist and fascist. So, for example, in France, you have a very far-left government, and the second party is Front National, fascist. Oh. And you sit there and you say, okay, the exact same political situation, exactly, that started World War II is happening today in Europe. Not fucking Africa, not Pakistan, not India, Europe. And it's happening in Germany, it's happening in Scandinavia, it's happening in Spain, it's happening in Italy, it's happening in Greece, it's happening in all these countries. And you sit there and everyone's just watching as exactly the same fucking thing that started World War II, to the T, to the fucking T. Riots in the streets, ultra-right, ultra-left, wing parties fighting each other, radical parties getting more and more power, and you're saying, what the fuck do we have to do? To do we have to relive it again? It's exactly the same thing that started World War II. Is that just a, a, a natural cycle of humanity? I mean, if you look at societies, you look at cultures, and you look at this rise and fall. When you go to the Acropolis and you mm -hmm. see the ancient Greek ruins, and you wonder how the fuck, why, why are these regular houses like really close to this incredible structure? What happened? Is mm -hmm. this is this inevitable? Mm -hmm. do, do are we in this constant state of developing consciousness? And one of the the big wrestling matches of trying to sort of innovate and accomplish higher levels of 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 society and mm -hmm. culture is that you you have to meet some sort of opposition and if you don't meet opposition you won't have the motivation to really accelerate things as fast as the technology around you is accelerating and it can completely yeah. get out of hand sure. like it is right now it's like it is out. right now yeah. with with dictators and crazy fucks controlling nuclear weapons almost mm -hmm. it's almost like 
those things have to be in place in order to motivate the highest levels of thinking. Well, you'd pro- you know, the, 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 the cliche is those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. And yes. what's interesting is when you go talk to young people in Europe and you say you understand that this is exactly the same thing that happened at the start of World War II, they're like, I don't, you know, I, they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they don't understand history. The other thing is they don't understand war. And if you ever go look at war, and this is what I was talking about with Iraq, is war isn't the manly, you know, I got my shoulder nicked by a by a bullet or, you know, I come back with a purple heart. War is a catheter bag. War is I don't walk again. War is I'm irradiated. War is I'm fucked up in the brain for the rest of my life. And those who don't understand war are doomed to repeat it. And by the way, you know, hawks and people who say, let's go to war, let's go to war. I Go to war. Go see a war zone. It's fucking tragic. It's tragic from start to fucking finish. It's babies with no fucking fathers. It's every man fucking killed. It's, you know, rape. It's, you know, in some cases in Africa, cannibalism. It's, it's literally the lowest form of what we are as humanity. And people who say, let's go to fucking war, let's go to war, let's go to war, you should fucking realize that before you go to war, young dudes, you know, that we know are going to come back and their dick isn't going to work again, they're fucking, they're never going to shit right again, all this stuff, and you go, okay, that's what these people are proposing in Europe, in India, in Pakistan, in Africa, in Southeast Asia, in some cases in South America, and in some cases here. That's what people are proposing. You're like, what the fuck? I would just like to take anyone who wants to say, let's go to war. I'd like to take them to a war zone. Because if you take people to a war zone, first you puke, then you cry, and then you freak the fuck out. How many people do you think in positions of power actually go to war zones? None. And how? Wow. And the one, I mean, some must. I mean, you see photos. You don't, but you don't see what it really does. So you occasionally you don't, meet the wounded, you don't, but you don't see go the, the reason why. The reason why I do what I do is because I've been to war zones and I've seen shit that makes your stomach fucking turn and you'll never sleep right again. Because when you see what war really fucking does and talk to Marines and talk to Rangers and talk to guys who come back from war, talk to them before they go and then talk to them when they come back. It's oh, a completely I, I, different fucking conversation. I have. And it's very similar to people that I know that have been to jail. There's a, I have a friend, we were friends when I was a teenager and uh, he was always crazy, and he just vanished. We didn't know what happened because mm. I just knew him from uh, the martial arts gym that I trained right. at. But he came back three years later with all these crazy scars all over his body. He had been in prison. Right. <clears throat> and he was a completely different human being. It was like before, he was this lovable troublemaker, and three years later, the lovable troublemaker was gone. There was a psycho. There was a guy who had... He would fight for survival. He was like a wild animal. You won't come back normal. Yeah. You won't come back normal. No, I've, well, I've met friends that have gone to war, too. I've, I've, I've had quite a few friends that were in the military and went over and came back, including uh, a buddy of mine who went over as a mercenary. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a w- weird conversation when you're alone, yeah. you know, sitting down on a curb somewhere going, so, so what did you have to do? Yeah. Like, what was it like? Yeah. What, what did you, you know, how much did they pay you? Yeah. Do you want to do it again? Are you mm-hmm. done? No, I'm done. Are you yeah. sure? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's, there's realities in this world that 
I think most people in their day-to-day -day existence do not consider as a part of the equation. And those realities are a real problem. They're a real problem for our culture yeah. because not only are they disgusting, but they're, they're avoidable. Yeah. They're, most of them are avoidable. We have a distorted perception of what can be done with the resources that we have in place. And what? I think that distorted perception is based on greed. Yeah. When you see war and the aftermath of war, which is, and again, to describe it, I'm, I'm not even going to do it justice, but it, milky eyes from chemical weapons, mm -hmm. people with their limbs hacked off uh, systematically, um, you know, women who have been raped, uh, you know, 50, 70, 100 times, you know, incredibly scarred people. And by the way, if you go over, especially if you go over from our culture, spend three years in that culture. And look, it's chronicled after World War II, after Vietnam, uh, after Afghanistan, after Iraq. And you go to these things, you will never be normal again. You will never, either mentally or physically, you will never be normal again. So why do we still fucking rattle our sabers? Why do we still say we're going to fight? Why do we still say we're going to fuck each other up? And the thing is, is if you look at it and you say, okay, why the fuck did we go to Iraq? Why the fuck were we there? All these fucking guys, all these Marines, all these Army guys who come back fucked up. Why did you come back? Why did you come back so fucked up and you're never going to be normal again? Why? Why? Was it Al-Qaeda? Was it 9-11? No. Jesus Christ, Shane Smith, you motherfucking downer. I was going to go home tonight and maybe watch a little Boardwalk Empire. Reminisce about how HBO. fucked up people were in the past. Well, that's your uh, network now. What that's the network. By the way, we're doing a new show. And, and the other thing is, I will say this. Next year, we're launching a news channel in 18 countries, 18 languages, 24 hours news around the world. Why? Because news is so fucked that we're going to do it, our news on our own. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. We're going to do it on our own way. It's a lot of fucks, buddy. You sure you, you want to throw all those out there? <laughs> I don't know if that's good karma. Brian? No. It's not. Brian says it's All not right. a good time. Sorry. You gotta be careful with what you project. And man. by the way, I'm gonna I have to go now because we're launching our news channel and we're gonna go do the deal right now and I wanted to come here before we did that because this is what I enjoy doing. Shane Smith, you sir are a bad motherfucker. Thank you very much. It's been an honor once again to have you on the show. You, uh, you uh, honestly, you re you've changed the show. For, the that first. Is, that is, that is I would like to say this is the first fucking podcast from the new. The new studio, which the I fucking one. love. This is it. I love this it. This is day one. I love Our it. internet sucks a fat dick. Joe Rogan. We will fix it, though, folks. And if it's possible, we will fix it. God damn it. We will get a satellite for the roof, okay? That's even worse, I think. I think that's way worse. <laughs> We're going to make this shit happen. Shane Smith, you bad motherfucker. Follow him on Twitter. It's Shane Smith 30 Why? Because Shane Smith... Anonymous is a greedy bitch and doesn't want to give up his fucking name. Listen, Shane Smith, all I want you to do is go and watch a few videos of the real Shane Smith in the fucking Congo, and you, sir, will give up your Twitter name, okay? Good. There is more important things than you. Can't you be Snuggle Bunny 69 or mm -hmm. some shit, son? Uh, go to vice.com and be informed in an honest and real fashion, you fucks. And one day, soon, there will be a show produced by Vice that will be on HB motherfucking O. And what is that? What is it called? It's called Vice. It's called Vice. That's all you need to know. Why fuck around and get creative and call it snow flowers through an extra dimension? <laughs>
It would have been better if I planned that in advance. <laughs> I would have had some better things to say there, but I, I ran into a wall. Shit, time to pull myself out with August 1st, Brian Redband. August 1st. I say August. Why do I always say August <laughs> and December? I might be a little drunk. August and December to me, for whatever reason, they, they blend together. Yeah. If you're, um, if it's in August and you're listening to this in in the future, <laughs> and it's the apocalypse, and you go to the Moody Theater in Austin doesn't even exist anymore. I'm sorry. I just went brain. I stumbled over my words. December first, it will be Duncan motherfucking Trussell, hey. Brian motherfucking Redband, and me, and we'll be at the Moody Theater in Austin, Texas. Which is, if you're listening live, which I don't think anybody is at this point, uh, it will be this Saturday night, uh, December first. Come get your freak on with us in Tejas. Uh, thank you to Onnit.com for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks for providing. The best supplements available at the best prices available and the the ethics behind it to give 100% money-back guarantee on the first 30 pills. You, nobody's trying to rip you off. They're just trying to sell you the best vitamins, the best nutrients. Use them in accordance with a healthy lifestyle as Shane Smith drinks whiskey <laughs> and allegedly smokes cigarettes. <laughs> Trust me, bitches. It doesn't matter, okay? You could have all the kale shakes of the world. Your shit will end. It will end. But what's, what I'm trying to do is have the, the part that's not ending as fun as possible. And what I've found is that a little kale shakes actually help. It makes you feel better. increases your mood. A little exercise. A little vitamins. Some kettlebells. See those shit by your feet? That's gonna, what I throw I'm around, son. That's manly as fuck. Those are called kettlebells. Those are 60 pounds. Don't worry about it. I got those. <laughs> this show is also sponsored. This show is also sponsored by DeskSquad.tv. My little buddy Brian Redbands. Uh, Buy the T-shirts. Yeah, podcast yes. network, which by the way includes one of the best podcasts on iTunes right now, which is Kevin Pereira's Pointless. He is fucking brilliant. He's awesome. He's a beautiful human being. He's got awesome bone structure. He's a <laughs> sexy bitch. Pouty lips. And he's got it all going on. And he's, he's, I love the fucking shit out of that dude. And he is uh, hooked up to the Death Squad Network. And you can get his podcast um, on iTunes along with uh, Ian Edwards. Is uh, What's it called? Preposterous? Preposterous. Sessions. Another fucking beautiful human being. You know, one of the coolest things about having this podcast, as I said before, is that I get to have these beautiful conversations with people like you, Love Saints, it. Man. Love it. Or people like any number of you fuckheads have been on my show. All you crazy bitches, including John McAfee, who will be on tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, fascinating conversationalist with a, uh, a brilliant technological genius. I just said fascinating conversationalist. Mm-hmm. I think it might be time to pull the fucking plug, Brian, <laughs> while you let me ramble. <laughs> Thanks to Ting.com. T-I-N-G. Rum and Ting. If you go to, well, I don't know what it is, ting.joe something, whatever. Ting. Figure it out, bitch. I said it earlier. I'm not even supposed to say it twice. Joe. Listen, there's no structure to any of these commercials. But one thing that you can guarantee, ladies and gentlemen, we will never, ever, ever have something that we promote on the show that we do not believe in. We're not trying to rip you off. We're just trying to keep this bitch rolling. Okay? All right. Assalamu alaikum, you dirty fucks. Tomorrow, John McAfee. Wednesday, somebody. I can't really remember who. Duncan Trussell. Oh, that's right. Oh, the motherfucker. Duncan Trussell's in the house. And we'll see you fucks at the Moody Theater Saturday night. Holla. Holla. Holla.